Well, hello everybody, and welcome back to a regular standard time, standard setup, 11 p.m. nightcap. How are you all doing tonight? So we've got Wild Bill Flill. Wild Bill Flill. Okay, well, that's it, guys. He's, uh, <laughs> it took him all of 10 seconds and he already fucked it up. We have Wild Bill Flint here in the chat. Wild Bill, how you doing? I uh, know Bill was possibly thinking about building a new work desk or writing desk so that he wouldn't be tempted by the sweet sounds of the computer. He's good, bad, but mostly good. Okay, well, if you want to talk about any of that, uh, absolutely, and obviously share that here in the chat room. I'm hoping that people realize that we're back on track. Uh, I feel bad for the podcast folks. They didn't get any content uh, for a week. Uh, things were a little scattered. But we're back on the regular clock, at least for now. So, let's cheers to that. Mmm. Good. So, it is nice to be back in my little sound uh, isolation cave. I don't know why, but I really like it in here uh, for some reason. Uh, I feel like this is just the home when we're talking about the stuff. Uh, Bill is dealing with the rogue puppy problem. I'm not sure if I know what that is. What is that? Uh, and says at least it's warmer tonight. Yes, it has been quite the bit of shock uh, for me going from where I was at in sunshiny Arizona, where the weather was literally perfect, to here, where it's now quite uh, chilly and a little bit cold. It's uh, now freezing temperatures-ish, especially at night, which means I have to clean up all my frozen leaves because I have uh, a bunch of leaves that I need to clean up that all fell while I was gone. But thankfully, looks like most of them are in my front yard, which means I could just pull the classic lazy move and just blow them all into the street because the city comes and cleans them up from the street. So I don't have to bag shit. Boom. So, yes, back on the clock. Uh, I want to be trying to refocus a little bit, I think, on my fitness efforts. Uh, I think I want to... You know, this was a, it was a little bit of an expensive trip uh, between the plane ticket and checking a bag and renting the guest house and renting the motorcycle and going out and doing all that stuff. It was, uh, you know, a fair amount of money, but, uh, it's been, uh, it's been to, I think my own personal refreshment. Uh, yeah, it was a lot, but, uh, I had a blast. I loved it. Had a great time and, uh, can't wait to go back. Bill says that he has a dog running around that's been keeping him awake for weeks. And he's now come to the conclusion it's either hopelessly lost or straight up abandoned. So you're building him a dog house tomorrow. Aw, you're going to have a buddy. What, uh, what kind of dog is it? Um, like, does it come, like, if you go outside and call it, does it, does it, like, come to you? Do you... 
You've got posts on all the face hall groups. Ah, yeah, I don't, uh, I'm, I don't do Facebook, so I'll see it, I guess, at some point when I see it. <clears throat> That's the, uh, <laughs> of all the, I don't know, whatever social media stuff, uh, Facebook is the one I refuse to truly dive down. Uh, the dog won't go near Bill, but will eat if you leave something out. Well, animals, especially dogs, do love food. So I imagine after a little while of leaving out food and potentially even giving it a little bit of some shelter, uh, what you might want to do too is when you build that dog house, uh, I don't know, wear a, wear a t-shirt or something for a couple of days or for a day or something. And, uh, maybe leave that out near the dog house or something, uh, that way then, you know, maybe you can associate your, uh, particular scent with comfort and familiar, uh, maybe not be as skittish, but that's good for you, man. It's good for you that you're building the dog a house. The insane part is now you've got mid-Tennessee Facebook busybodies driving around trying to grab them to assuage their guilt. I had no idea I was getting involved with them doing that. <laughs> Bill! <laughs> yeah, you know, or or just some some old thing that's, you know, shoe, a sock, a shirt, something like that. <laughs> um... And you could even put the food you're leaving out near said doghouse so that he gets uh, just the positive association of, hey, that's like a good, protective, happy, fun spot. So it's nice that she can <coughs> take care of the dog. I didn't uh, didn't really, I did, ha I did have time to pet my uh, cousin's dog while I was there in Arizona. But other than that, uh, mostly coyotes. And I was sad that I didn't even see one scorpion. Not one scorpion. And I'm, uh, it, I think a lot of people have the idea that when you go to Arizona, it's tumbleweeds and shootouts. And it's really not. There's some very populated, very upscale areas. And, uh, scorpions typically are just not out all over the place. Uh, they're more, a little more rare than I think people uh, assume they're. Uh, you're going to put a shop light inside and put some insulation in there. What about a regular, uh, just halogen bulb? Because that way then that bulb will also provide a little bit of warmth. Uh, they used to around here when they had animals that would live under this one piece of a deck and they also had some piping under there. They used to put regular old school light bulbs by it so that the light bulbs would number one, provide just enough of some ambient warmth to heat up the pipes, but will also keep some of the animals just slightly warm. I mean, they don't really go close enough to it to burn themselves on it, because they, you know, like most young creatures, they learn that, you know, they learn that lesson once. Uh, yeah, small incandescent. That might be a better, that might be a better uh, idea. Black Cat Poppy, stop it in with an, oh. Um, they hide and wait to attack scorpions. I mean, I feel like they kind of just want to be left alone. I feel like they hide and attack when you accidentally step on them. My one cousin, the only time she's ever ran into an issue with a scorpion was when she stepped on one on accident. 
and felt like a sting in her foot. She goes, you know, it felt like step. She goes, it felt like stepping on pasta. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like stepping, stepping on sharp pasta. There's a little pasta crunch and then a stinging. Like I'd stepped on some sharp pasta and yeah, I'd stung her in the foot. She didn't really, she goes, she said she, her nervous system, she felt just kind of like on edge and a little like wiggy, but otherwise was mostly fine. So, like those bark scorpions, those little brown dudes, those are the ones that will like fuck your shit up. Whew. So Black Cat, how are you doing? Have, Black Cat, have you stopped laughing yet at Corn Man? If you see him, you become him. Corn Man. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a uh, another topic sort of to uh, discuss here today and I think I'm going to get into it now rather than later um, th so I came back from work and I always have an issue where when I leave for work even if I'm I mean I felt like I was fairly productive for having been out of town been on vacation. But I always have that nervousness of, are they going to go, oh, we didn't get a lot done while he was out on vacation. They didn't get stuff done. Any so I'm like, okay, but, you know, I got my stuff done. I had my, my, my Friday off and I had today off. And I'm feeling pretty good. So I come home today. Uh, my flight was fine, just a little I mean, red-eye flights, red-eye flights are weird. They're like the best and the worst. They're the worst because you're like, oh my God, I'm so tired. But they're the best because everybody's just kind of quiet and typically passes out on the plane. Uh, so in that regard, that was nice. Um, and it was nice to basically get home early in the morning. Uh, there wasn't really much traffic. I started dozing off in the uh, lift ride. But then I got home, just kind of threw some of my stuff down, took a shower, and went to sleep and took a nice long sleep nap. So I feel like I'm mostly over the jet lag. I think tomorrow morning I'll be fine. Uh, Black Cat was hysterical for a while, but she's not feeling today, though. Feeling herself today. Yeah, you said you mentioned something about that, about not feeling good in your stomach or something. Take care of yourself, okay? <laughs> and so as I'm unpacking and just getting settled in and doing all that stuff, I get a text message from a coworker. And said coworker has been terminated. They've been let go, and uh, that kind of caught me by surprise. For multiple, well, for multiple reasons. Number one, uh, one of the nicest guys that I know, and was always like super chill and calm and positive and willing to do. Like, I had not a bad word really to say about the guy. But number two. Uh, there's some other people there that I really don't like, and I feel like kind of nobody likes. And if somebody was going to let go, I would have thought that it would have been them. But this always gives me that spidey sense, hinky, like, feel like, oh man, are they cleaning house? And are they getting, are they getting back on one of these bents where it's like, well, so-and-so gets stuff done fast. Yeah, but it doesn't work. It crashes half the time. Yeah, but they get it done fast. Every now and then, I feel like you go through these management cycles where everybody suddenly gets impatient and can't understand why things are taking so long. 
And then because they're like, oh, these things are taking too, too long. We need to focus on building things fast. I will step in and say, ah, but as somebody who's been doing this a long time, the reason why the things are taking so long is because in the past, you built things fast that are broken and don't work. And you're unwilling to take the time to stop and fix those and instead just pile new initiatives on top of them. So what you end up with is a nice tarball of shit that doesn't fucking work. Bill says, yep, rad, rad in the 90s. He's not talking about like radical with like the side brim little like hat. And the kid does like a kickflip with his, with his teal aqua converse and slams a Mountain Dew. He's not talking about rad as in rad, Decole. He's talking about rapid application development, which, like most things in fucking software, is just yet another buzzword that some fucking asshole made up because he needed to justify the reason why you need to listen to his course or listen to his talk or do things the only way he thinks they should be done. And another cool word that, oh, do you know, do you know rad? Are you experienced with rad? Uh, how about about agile and scrum? And then names off about 18 other different project methodologies, none of which the companies actually follow. They're just like saying the words and they're like saying they do, although all of them end up being half broken and mishmashed together into basically just a giant nice shit cake that they force everybody else to fucking eat. Meanwhile, they go, but I thought we had a process, except nobody here follows it except for the few people. The rest of y'all don't follow this and don't do what you're supposed to. So we're yet shackled with another why aren't you getting it done and it should be yet every advice you get on why your shit is fucked up you refuse to listen to so that could go off on a very long ugly rant but I don't want to rant about that too much what I instead want to rant about is what I feel like is a super foolish allocation of resource and I've talked uh, to a couple other people since having this phone call with this fella and uh, I feel fairly confident slash vindicated in my own thinking and answer. Does it make sense? Not vindicated. I mean, it's not like I'm... I feel reassured. And I often like to talk to other people that I know that are either in the industry and have done it longer than me or have similar positions in different industries. And like, am I, am I a crazy one on this? I mean, I know I kind of am sometimes. But a lot of times I feel like I'm pretty close to the mark. And in this case, what I didn't understand was that like a lot of times there was the, let's just call it the press release to some of the upper level crew, I guess, or whatever. Um, what was the problem? And in this case, I had heard part of the problem was that said employee was marking work off as being finished when it wasn't actually finished. And that became a problem, and then they felt like they were cheating the clock, and this and that and the other. But the thing about that is, okay, let's look at that two ways. We'll go two ways with it, all right? Because I, uh, I like to walk down both paths mentally to think about stuff. Let's just say path number one, that's entirely what he was doing. He was intentionally marking things off because because reasons. And then path number two is he, in fact, was not intentionally marking them done when he didn't know they were done. So that's two. So we have, we have two paths to go on, right? So let's talk about 
he's doing it intentionally. And he, and he knows he's not supposed to be doing it. And there's a crossover here to B, he's not doing it intentionally. And that is, if you guys are all on, oh, process, process, process. And we're going to take these two guys who, and we're going to elevate them to these lead positions because, oh, speed and initiative and live to work and they're great. Nar, 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 nar. Part of that process that I had been told was, ah, we're going to make sure that we have people who are checking these boards for the work being done. And we need to make sure we do code reviews on stuff, you know, so that we don't have pillars of knowledge and this, that, and the other. And, and so number one, my first question, now I'm treated a little bit in this regard as a, just put that guy over there because he does good work, but maybe we don't like him because he doesn't just sit and be a yes man and swallow our horse shit. You know, when they piss in my face, I don't accept the golden shower like it's fresh lemonade. I'm like, dude, fucking, this is bullshit. And so I had heard no word of this at all, not even an inkling of it from anyone. But my first question would have been, well, wait a minute. If this was a thing that apparently you were saying was being done repeatedly, whose fault is it that no one was checking up or doing any review on any of the things that were supposed to have been submitted? Why was no one doing any after-action or post-mortem breakdowns of the things that were being built? Why wasn't anyone simply asking them, hey, can I see that or can we see how it's being done? So now wait a minute, if you're the manager then, and you fire this person for doing this, I would just like to know, where's your big fucking slap on the wrist, motherfucker? Because as far as I'm concerned, you did a worse thing. You had somebody who's a junior, lower level employee, who either maliciously or not maliciously was doing something, that you just slipped under your nose and what? You said nothing or did nothing about it until it just fucking exploded? And I don't think I'm off the mark on that. Black Hat says exactly poor management. Poor management. And then I know what you'll get. Well, I'm busy and I had a lot of meetings and I have a lot of stuff. And I, uh, uh, ah, so basket of excuses from you. And that's another reason why this person is being terminated. Got it. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> Bill says every time I miss working. <laughs> Man, work on your side. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I envy your position that you do not have to go back to this level of horseshit. I mean, you want to work on stuff in your spare time, build things, all the power to you. That's glorious and amazing. But to step back after into this horseshit. And so that would have been my question number one. Where were your reviews? I thought we, you were supposed to be doing all these reviews. I thought part of the thing that you yelled at me for is when I said, I don't like doing all this stuff because I feel like it's a bunch of waste of time lip service because I go and do all these things and nobody actually looks at them. And so it's a waste of my fucking time. I'm not doing it anymore. And I got told that I was being a bad boy on that and I needed to basically toe the line or get the boot. And I was like, well, and you I'll tell you what, why... Fine, you can go put me over here and other people do that. Well, guess what? They're clearly not doing it. They're clearly not doing it. 
I was fucking right all along. I told you. I told you nobody was going to be doing that. And you built all this stuff up because the other piece of management above had this whole thing about how we need to just grow stuff with zero inclination as to what that actually fucking meant. So they came up with this whole procedure or whatever thing. And I'm like, who's going to follow this? The dictum always comes down. Well, you guys need to change, but things up here aren't going to change. Well, then fuck off then. No. How about no? How about no, and all the rest of us who are here down in the trenches just say no. I tell you what, go ahead. Fire all of us, and then when you have no work getting done, your company folds, and you go, what happened? The board of directors will promptly take a pineapple and fuck you in the ass with it. All right, so let's talk about possible reason number one. He's maliciously doing it. And I'm not saying he is. I'm just walking through these as scenarios. Because part of this was what I uh, discussed a little bit with some other people that I, I talked, friends I talked to. Let's say he's doing it completely 100%. This thing isn't really done, but I don't fucking care. on market anyway, because blah. And you go, well, all right. Why, why is you, why you as an employee might do that? Number one, it could just be flat laziness. Which, in this individual's case, I don't believe is the case because he's never struck me as somebody who is lazy. Number two, maybe they just flat don't care anymore and don't want to get the work done. E.g., they're sort of stealing from the company on the clock. Maybe yes, maybe no. Is that a good thing? No. But again, I think you ought to ask yourself the question, if that's the case, why is that person doing that? Is it possibly because... You never felt, you never gave them an environment where it felt like they mattered or that you cared? Were you one of those people who just came in and barked at them and just said, why is it taking so long? Why is it taking so long? Like a QB doll. You just keep pulling the string out. Why is it taking so long? Why is it taking so long? Why is it taking so long? you providing any support? Are you sitting down and asking any real questions? Are you gathering your team together and saying, look, maybe we ought to make some strategic things here and talk about why we all apparently seem to be stressed and are running out of time to do the things. If you made that person feel like their stake was just, you're just a beating stick. Well, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say it's an excuse for that behavior, but I could at least understand the mentality of fine. Then I'm just fucking tapped out on this then. All right. I mean, and if you feel like everybody else if everybody else you feel like is doing the same thing, you know, it's like the, it's like a little kid when they don't want to finish their dinner. So you just push it around the plate. You know, if you feel like nobody else is really doing work and everybody's just going, Oh, well, I, I couldn't get stuff done because I had meetings. Why is everybody in all these fucking meetings? Everybody's just in these meetings about meetings, doing meetings all the time. Why am I the only person is to get any fucking work? I'm over here killing myself. And I feel like everybody else is just in meetings all the time. You know, one guy comes in, he bothers this other dude for fucking half hour to an hour. And then when this other guy comes in, he leaves the first guy he was bothering to go sit in his office. And the two of them sitting there and talk about why everybody sucks all day. <laughs> Black Cat says, one place I worked, they kept hiring consultants. The word they came up with was strategic. So it was a big joke. Is this, is this piece of film strategic? Sometimes you said Strategic. 
strategic works if you're not using it as a buzzword and you truly know what you're talking about. And, and, and I'll get to strategic in a little bit because there was a strategic move that I think the company could have made here and didn't. And it very much frustrates me and makes me kind of mad. So let's talk about, let's talk about issue. Let's talk about path B, maybe path B. Okay. This person isn't intentionally checking things in that aren't finished. Mightn't you, Mr. Big Manager, who's supposed to be the big senior guy, who's now the master and commander and whatever. If you had been doing your check-ins like you were supposed to, which you clearly weren't, and you saw this happening, wouldn't a better move have been, oh, it looks like maybe this is getting away from you a little bit. Uh, maybe you're a little over your head. I said, what if this person who is doing this is doing this work and checking it in because they think it is finished? Because they don't know any better. That's why they are listed as a junior staff in title and you aren't. So again, is the fault theirs or yours? Unfortunately, dude, it's yours. Because you're supposed to be the mentor and the person providing guidance and training and support. And you didn't. All you did is just keep whipping the horse, wondering why it won't move, and you refuse to look down and see that the horse's hooves are all bloody, busted up, and broken. Dude, that's on you. That's on you. You were supposed to be doing that work, and you did not. So, how is that person supposed to know if a thing that they checked in is really only 50% completed if they don't even necessarily know what the work is that they're supposed to be doing in the first place. You give somebody some amorphous jar and say, pour half of this out. And they go, okay, poured half of it out. And they get back to you and you go, oh, well, I meant half of the blue ones. Yeah, but that wasn't... And you can't add criteria after the fact and use that as a barrier for failure. That fucking drives me nuts. That is a thing right there that, like, I try to keep calm about stuff, but that is the shit that drives me up a fucking furious wall. They have these amorphous descriptions and whatever of stuff, so that then when you get done, there's always a, oh, well, we were thinking that you could blah. Oh, that's great. So I guess I got to work on the weekend to finish that. No, otherwise, this is going to come up on your review. Pound up your dick hole. It's my response to that. Black Hat says, maybe the steps or whatever aren't clear to this person. I had to pick up other people's slack, so you made steps clear on my own. You listed them out in a nice way, like a good coworker way. Exactly. Exactly. See, that's the way that that, right? And it's fun that management really didn't know the procedures because they waste so much time sitting around yapping. Yeah. They're in meetings, strategizing and talking about the process and talking about why shit's crumbling into the toilet and not working. And so while they're doing that, they're giving stuff to people to fix and they're not reviewing it. And so now you have more stuff that's broken and not working. And so what you have is you have like a perpetual shit machine. You have a thing that's just you're like, it's a, it's like a self digging hole. How's that ever going to get repaired? How's that ever going to get fixed? <laughs> and the thing is, again, I, I told them all this. I brought all this up. I told them all this a long time ago. I got fucking more or less yelled at. I got dressed down. 
and told, you know, you're a problematic whatever person. So we'll continue the story of this back and around again. Uh, blah, 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 team player, yada, yada, something about bisque. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> we'll continue this conversation after the podcast break and podcast folks. I uh, hope you are still hanging in there, and I uh, I miss you too. I miss uh, the fact that I know a lot of you listen to these episodes. They're on the podcast platform. I apologize for not having any material for you from that last week. Uh, but we will we'll be making that up to you somehow, I promise. Somehow or another, I will make it up to you. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> So the <laughs> you think uh Vaseline, Vaseline, all right, pure petroleum jelly is underrated. I'm gonna tell you right now, if you get a wound, and I'm not talking like your guts are spilling out, but if you get if you get a slicey slice and you want to heal it, I'd recommend you use some old school shit. And number one, you clean it out with iodine. Now they make a colorless iodine that I will warn you will stain like your clothing and some of that stuff. But they do have like this colorless iodine. And you clean that out. Yeah, it's going to sting and it's going to burn. But then you just put a thin layer of petroleum jelly over the top of it. Not Neosporin, just a little bit of some petroleum jelly. That rapidly heal, uh, speeds up your healing process. Um, and you can use that too if in the winter your nose gets dry or whatever. You can use tiny, thin little layers like just in and around your nose. But petroleum jelly is awesome. Uh, talk about like products of people. Oh, we need to get rid of all this oil stuff. Dude, think about all the stuff that have like a petroleum jelly like that in it. You know, as a byproduct of something from like... That stuff is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. I mean, that's like a near impermeable barrier for germs, bacteria, and moisture. And man, like, that stuff is awesome. Black Cat, whenever I was working and I went to the meetings, they always asked if they covered Vaseline entertainment value. <laughs> Did this cover Vaseline? What do you mean if they covered Vaseline as a as like a benefit like okay you're up for review black cat what are you looking for the uh this year I'm Vaseline. And like we don't know i <laughs> i want to be paid in petroleum jelly please <laughs> but seriously it's really good stuff uh don't always reach for the neosporin you don't need all the rest of the antibacterials and bullshit and everything else that's in there you just want a barrier to keep the moisture in, let your skin heal without having to also fight off a bunch of stuff and also potentially not having to filter out and fight with a bunch of other antibacterials and chemicals. So I'm a huge firm believer in just some petroleum jelly and rubbing some petroleum jelly on a thing like that and then even just putting a regular flat little piece of adhesive tape with a tiny piece of gauze is like the best band-aids ever. Uh, so anyway, that's a little bit of a side offshoot. Um, but so this fella that gets that gets kind of kicked to the curb, you know, they tasked him with 
building up and using a bunch of new technologies that, you know, the the internet being a terrible measuring stick <laughs> for, I'll just say, market penetration. You know, yeah, you have articles up there about people who are using and building with this stuff. Until you go to other real companies and you go, almost nobody uses that. You are so on the bleeding curve edge of, like, so they give this poor guy who is, like, and, and I know how this guy works because I've worked with him before. And I feel like when I worked with him, I was very effective because I knew exactly what he needed to be effective and how to work with him to get quality results. It was a mix of teaching, mentoring, and then, okay, and now try to do this, and here's a specific thing that I want you to work on, and then let's review it. And then, okay, and then in the review, it's, all right, maybe here's some things to tweak up. Now, you're going to do that again, just on a slightly larger scale. So I'm going to give you some time. Here's what I'd like it to be done by. Go. He's very good at that. Well, in this case, to give this guy this new, whole new technology thing that he doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing with it, I also know more than likely what they tasked him, what that was, was, which is, oh, and here's all this data and stuff we want you to do. And then you go, well, like what data? Oh, well, just go in here and look at these tables. Anytime somebody on a data team tells me, oh, well, just look at this query, I want to punch them in the face. Your query's always written like shit, that you can't understand them. And they get into this mentality of, well, the more I can make it one single statement, like, the better, for some reason. They don't put any breaks in any of their queries. There's no intermediate let off. It's just this ginormous 1,500-line blob of joins and cross-applies and mess everywhere. And I'm like, I, I didn't go through this because I don't even know. I, I don't even know. They'd be like saying, hey, learn this language. And you go, okay, well, I'll, I'll listen to this conversation. What are they talking about? Well, just figure that out from listening to them. That doesn't work that way. What are you, insane? And I know the guy that assigns it because he's a fucking workaholic psycho. No, like that's bullshit, man. And so, again, this is a junior level staff. So they give him this thing. They give him this unfamiliar technology. They're giving him no mentorship. They're giving him no help. They're just throwing them off on this thing. Clearly, they weren't doing any code reviews or checkups or follow-ups. And then... And here's an and then that I would very much like some feedback from in the chat. Bill, if you're fucking around doing something, put your headphones on for a minute. Because I really want your opinion on this. The said junior employee had another employee that works at this place. This other employee, I'm just going to call them Fred. Fred sucks. Fred is an asshole. I don't know anyone at the company that likes working with Fred. I don't know why they keep Fred around for whatever reason. Maybe they do some super producing rock star. But everyone that I know that deals with Fred can't stand Fred and doesn't like him. So this fellow that got fired goes to his manager and says, hey, uh, you know, I'm working with this Fred guy and he's really frustrating me. Like, we're really not working very well together. Um, you know, the guy's kind of driving me nuts. You know, I, I just wanted to bring that up. E.g., I need some help. What did this manager guy do? He just turned around walked over to Fred and said, hey, you know, you're driving this guy nuts. 
Is that a fucking shit move or what? You can't do that. <laughs> Bill's response was my response. Jesus fuck. <laughs> Black hats, very close. Jesus Christ. You can't, you... So, you betrayed the trust of this person, who now thinks they can't come to any problems, because if they do, you're going to throw them out of the bus. If they are having some problem with some thing here, and then he's going to bring it up, you're going to throw him under the bus and what? Now he's got intrapersonal things that he need. this guy doesn't like him, and he... So, what have you done? You're not giving him support, you're not reviewing his code, you're not providing any mentorship... When he does ask you for help, you yell at him and just say, why is it taking so long? When he brings up that he's having some struggle with some other team members, you turn around and tell all the other team members, hey, no, by the way, this guy, he doesn't really like you very much. What, like, dude, get that you've been here for a while and you've grown, but maybe it's time for you to step down, dude, because that's fucking, that's brutal. That's terrible. Bill says, what the goddamn shit? Ah, did he get his degree from Hereford? No, but he did get it from a nice, prestigious college. He did get it from a prestigious... And this guy that I'm talking about, this manager guy, when, when he worked more under me, he was occasionally frustrating, but he did a fairly good job. But this eventually came down to the, we need more, 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 faster, faster, faster. I know, let's promote this guy up to a manager. And uh, when I basically told him, all this bullshit you're shoveling around that you expect me to carry, I ain't doing it. They're like, oh, well, you know, he's got an initiative, then he'll take your position then. Well, he ain't, he's not doing a good job at it, I'll tell you what. Yeah, he's made everything worse. Everything worse. Completely despicable. So either way you slice it, whether this person did this intentionally or did it unintentionally, I look at this as a, before you went and turned around and fired this person, he shows up, <clears throat> he's not a crack addict, dude, he's the most chill, even-keeled, even-voiced guy, you know, I don't deal well with people who start to, like, raise their voice and interrupt and yell and shit because I just want to fight. This guy is the nicest dude. Like, everybody always had nothing to say. But like, wow, just what a chill dude. Really nice and easy to talk to. Why didn't they talk to him? Why did nobody talk to him? You're telling me that, like... I mean, this wasn't, like... Again, I go back to... Okay, so how long was this going on? Well, again, but that's your fault. You mean you didn't catch this for in the first week or two weeks? it's kind of on you. Are you sure it wasn't just an accident? Are you sure this isn't just miscommunication? The guy comes up and says, no, fuck you and fuck this job. Okay, fine, then fire him. But otherwise, to find somebody who was re otherwise reliable, pleasant, intelligent, why wouldn't you have tried to work with them a little bit? And the thing is, the project and the team that I'm working on could have absolutely used this person so even if they weren't willing to initially they told me well we want to bring any people off projects because we really need the throughput on these other projects so you're gonna to have to go it alone 
Well, then if you were going to fire this guy, you could have just gave him to me. I would have gladly accepted him on my team, and I would have turned that guy into a supercharged motherfucking badass because I'm the best. I'm the best at fucking what I do there, and fucking then you'll see some real shit. And I would have had some backup, and I would have had some... No, instead they just fired him. Literally lick the poo-poo out of my anus. That's what I say on that. Black Cat was bad. She told the guy, hey, that sucks that you did it. See, and that's the thing. This guy is so nice. There is maybe a detriment to himself being as nice as he is. But yeah, he should have, when that happened... He should have walked that up right up to the top level of the change in authority and said, excuse me, but there was just some gross negligence by my manager. And I feel like especially younger people don't, maybe don't have, like the whole, oh, how dare you, you jumped rank. Well, you were being a fuck face and not doing your job and you suck at it. I don't want to quit and leave. You fucking leave. So yeah, I went over your head. Kiss my ass. This isn't the fucking army, stupid. If it gets to that point, yeah, fuck them. Like, I mean, I'm not saying you, you necessarily want to do that. You necessarily want to always, like, but, dude, if a, if, if a management staff, Bill says, yeah, I got to be careful. But if you do it right, it works really well. You know, in this case, this should have been a, hey, you go up and you talk to somebody else and say, this really hurt my feelings. I feel like I, I, I'm not getting cared for here. I feel like this was a, a, a bad management mistake. I don't, I'm not necessarily looking for anybody to get in trouble, but I need help because I'm still trying to just do the best that I can. Black Cat has a story to tell sometime. It got to the point where there were like 20 people yelling at each other in the conference room for a couple of hours. It was beyond disbelief. A real uptight place stuff with stuffed shirts. Highfalutin company. Uh, everybody built up stress for a long time until it finally came out and it was awesome. I'd love to hear, write it as a blog post, please, Black Cat. I would love to read that out loud. And I hope by now you have been reassured that you are, in fact, A, a writer, and that B, people find your stories very interesting. I think when you take the time to write those out, you have some very, very interesting tales to tell. So I would love it if you took the time to write that out in long form. Um, but you know, in a, in a case like this, like I'm now sad because of a lot of the new hires that they hired at this place, there's a bunch of them I don't like, and this is one of the guys I really liked, and now they fired him. They have this other girl that works at it I don't really like. They have this other guy that they hired there that I don't really like. They have one other guy that hired there. That dude is really sharp. But, like, fucking... Like I say, it's very frustrating because I would have said, well, you know, look, we have failed. And and I know you guys, like, demoted me out of there. I don't get to sit at the big manager's table anymore. But is somebody who honestly uh, is more of your peer than you are to me and then maybe that sounds arrogant, but I don't care because I am really good at the shit I do and I have a lot of experience. I would have said, it is on us. It is 
our failure that this has happened. We did not provide the mentorship and training we were supposed to. We had had a goal that we were going to, and we had cl we have clearly failed at that somewhere along the way. We've dropped the ball with those initial goals, and this has now come to a race of, yes, just get it done, as opposed to truly growing and fostering a team. So, before we take any other administrative action, why don't you give this person to me for several months? I'll work with them, and we'll see how that shakes out. Maybe they just need a different project or different environment to work on. Why, again, would you terminate somebody who, after all the bullshit you have to go through with interviews and this and that and the other, why would you have just done that? Uh, it just, it's just unbelievable to me. And this person was skilled. They were smart. <clears throat> they knew how to, to do stuff and get stuff done. They just threw them over their head and, and then refused to help them. That's abhorrent. That's absolutely abhorrent. Um, Black Cat says, chicken shits. They knew that and they waited till you are on vacation. I've seen that too. Yeah, I thought about that as well. That they, they waited till I was out to sort of drop all this hammer. You know. <clears throat> and the thing is, as I told this fellow that's been fired, I said if there's any vindication for you, this project that you were fired off of, is such a tarball of burning diarrhea, eventually that thing's going to explode. And might not be bad that you're not here when it explodes, because at some point, I would sincerely hope that people would start asking some hard questions like, why is it that it's always the two of you, and I'm not going to name their names, why is it always that the two of you who are at the helms of all these projects are always the ones that have all these problems Maybe it's because you over-engineer it and you under-think it through and you race to get stuff done. Um, if management is having an issue with how long this thing is taking to complete, rather than just continue to throw good money after bad and kick this thing down the street for the next six, seven, eight, nine, whatever months, perhaps you should do the respectable, honorable thing and say, we need to have a big meeting because this project is off track. I think we've made some major mistakes. And again, what will happen is the other management will turn around and they'll start screaming and yelling. So what you do is you just, you've fostered an environment of failure. You've fostered an environment where there's no way to when mistakes or, or just inexperience or just life happens you have no way for anyone to self-correct anything with any due consideration or care because they're probably too worried that they're just going to get barked at or fired or terminated which is what they did anyway and that to me is a grand shame So I know a lot of you that have worked out there in various industries and businesses and jobs. I'm sure you've encountered a lot of the same things. And one of the other things that I advised this person of was, did you get your exit interview? And their answer to that was no. I said, well, 
It's another one where you roll the dice a little bit because if you maybe work for a company that's got a huge amount of connections, you might not want to be too honest and brutal at the risk of getting yourself blackballed from other businesses. But on the same token, if your company does not necessarily have the hugest reach in the world, which in this case, this company might not need to be that afraid of. I would have said, no, I demand an exit interview. I would have went in there and I would have just called out all the stuff that they told me and talked about. I would have just brought this up. Excuse me, if all that's true, then how is it that it got to this point? Why are none of the people who are above me, who are getting paid in all these meetings, why did it take this long to get caught? Why does it take this long when there's data corruption for anybody to find or notice it? Because everybody's overworked, everybody's scrambling around, everybody's on these meetings, and you have too many people saying yes to too much stuff without ever just standing on the ground saying, no, we can't do it. It's too much. We don't have the time for it now. It's out of scope. Cowards. And so I'm like, I don't know. Uh, you know, if you don't really have that much of an inclination, whatever, of going back, send them an exit. Send them an exit interview letter. If you don't think that you were fired under just circumstances, and you want either another peer or management or whatever to know, and you feel like you need to get that off your chest, hey, the one company that I left, the CEO that worked there treated anyone leaving the company as a personal insult. How dare you leave his vision? How dare you leave his great creative business mind? Which is a whole other piece of horseshit conversation for another day. But so when I announced I was leaving, he like wouldn't even talk to me. He wouldn't even look at me, treated me like I was a non-person. And so when it came up time to do for, for me to leave. I said, look, I want to have an exit interview before I leave. And the VP of the company at the time asked me if I wanted the CEO and this other HR guy to be there. And I said, no, because those are two people that I believe have contributed to the degradation and corruption of the integrity of this business. And I would rather just say what I have to say to you, because I know you have a large stake in this company. And so that's up to you as you move forward in your future, do you want to either stand your ground on this and make some changes or do you want to just leave it? So he and I went back into his office and I just threw out every piece of dirt that I had kept quiet on and swallowed down and all the bullshit. And I'm not going to lie about nothing, but look, we had a guy that we got caught, that got caught moonlighting on the clock. And when I yelled at him for it, I got reprimanded. I said, do you realize just how demoralizing and insulting that is? I said, I don't think you have any idea because it's never been done to you. But if it did, you'd be so infuriated, you might have almost just quit on the spot because that's what I almost did. And the only reason why I didn't is because I knew there was a big contract coming up and I didn't want to make the rest of the employees here suffer for that contract being lost by leaving you in the lurch. But that is beyond reprehensible. You constantly talk about how I'm this big, loud, aggressive, mean, whatever guy. Okay, fine, I'll own it. 
I am a big dude, and I have a big voice. I'm not afraid to say what I'm going to say. But you kind of unfairly pick me out of the crowd because I'm the biggest dude here. But I've sat at my desk, and I've heard the F word being yelled at another employee in that conference room by the CEO loud enough so that I could hear him through two glass doors and my headphones. So who's responsible for setting forth an environment where that is acceptable behavior? If I'm guilty of it, and I admit that I am, all of the rest of the people here are. And you cannot in good conscience look me in the eye and say that it's not true because you know it is. Of course you had no answer because it was a thousand percent true. Black Cat quit the company she was talking about. Uh, They thought she was going to sue. Jesus Christ, no, just leave me the hell alone when I apply for unemployment. Just let it ride. Hmm. I mean, but you know that, you got to think about that though, right? You know, if if they're worried about that, then you go, well, maybe that's because you fuckers were being pretty shitty. But you know, on the same token, there becomes a little bit of, This keeps food on the table and a roof over my head. I am tired of playing the mystical, magical, happy, happy, huggy, huggy. This is everybody's journey to creativity. Look, dude, I want to do my work. And then when I'm done here, fuck all with any of your shit. I want to go ride motorcycles, fuck, smoke cigars, shoot guns, play video games, watch TV, pick my nose, do whatever the fuck else I'm going to do. I don't live for this place. This is not a lifestyle. This is a job and a career that I do to help your business make money. Make the division and stick to it. And if you need people that live for the job for it to succeed, it's probably because your process of how you do your work is fucked. You won't convince me I'm wrong. If it's your company and you're building some new prototype or whatever and you're living for it, whatever, that's one thing. But you don't take somebody who's an engineer in a project and make them feel like it's some personal crusade or failure or whatever thing. Especially if that person, like I say, asks for help and then you turn around and you just blow all their toes off. What an asshole move. I could not believe that when I was told that. Black Cat says, I wouldn't believe the story. Someday I'll write about it. I want to hear it. I want to hear these stories. I love hearing your guys' stories. I love reading your stories out loud. Um, I love discussing all of the various topics that you bring up to the table and the things that come through, whether it's in life or creativity or media or whatever it is. So uh, always, please, share your stories. So I can't believe it, but that's already the first hour of the back to the regular hour slash era nightcaps. It is good to be back. Uh, it's well, that's a loaded question. I, I wish I wasn't here. I wish I was back where I left because I really liked it, but I like this area. If I could teleport this area there, it'd be perfect.
It'd be totally perfect. So, anything else that anyone uh, wants to say or talk about before we sign off? I have like uh, one finger whiskey left and then we'll be out of here. I feel like this last week too, um, I feel like this last week too, when I was watching, like, I feel like the streamers, a lot of the people that I usually watch stream, I feel like a lot of them weren't around, weren't online. And not even from the time difference, because some of them, uh, when I would normally watch them in the afternoon here, they weren't even on in the morning, so it was weird. You really noticed the difference when I return? I, I did. I did. I very much have noticed, and, and this is why I wanted to stay there for a week. Being in a place like that for a couple of days isn't enough. But being there for a week and going through the motions of a week's worth of work and some weekends and eating some groceries and shopping and I even went to the gym. I went to one of the gyms that's over there. That's truly like, this is what this would feel like if you lived here. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. I'm not saying this is a uh, a thing thing that's going to happen with any immediacy, but I'm fairly certain that in uh, I've made up my mind that I will probably be moving there. So the winds of change they are a blowing. That's going to do it. It's uh, now by my clock midnight, so there's an hour for tonight's nightcap. So let's finish up our drinks. Okay, as we say at the end of all of these episodes, stay safe, keep the faith, and all of that good shit. Get yourself some rest, and we will see you again tomorrow for another 11 p.m. nightcap.